strength is becoming number one like thing. If you're not strong, you're going nowhere. You can have an engine all day. If you can't move heavy weight, your chances of going anywhere past quarterfinals are very limited. This is the Strategy of Fitness podcast. Our goal is to energize and entertain fitness enthusiasts by sharing insights from experts in the health and wellness community. From physical therapy perspectives to interviews with professional athletes, special operators, nutritionists, and coaches. We want to help you be your best self. Welcome to the Strategy of Fitness. Whoop in the strategy of fitness. It has a nice ring to it, doesn't it? Check out the link in our Instagram bio. Get $30 off your first month subscription. Get the brand new 4.0 and start this year off right. Track your sleep, track your recovery, track your daily strain. There's no better tech to wear every single day and hold you accountable. Of course, this podcast is your weekly accountability, buddy, but there's nothing better on the market than Whoop. Check it out. Welcome back to the Strategy of Fitness Podcast. My name is Nick Cressy, joined weekly by Dan Gordon. And this week, special guest, Sean Smith. What's going on, man? What's up, guys? How you doing? Good, good. We have you on here because, look, you hit the quarters this week. Can't wait to hear about your experience. Uh, give the listeners a little background just about yourself, and then we'll get into kind of the workouts of the week, and we'll go from there. Uh, just a ex-high school athlete, played a year of college football, Nothing major. Wasn't good enough to do anything with it. You know, above average at best. Left that. Found CrossFit in 2012. Watched the uh, the goat himself throwing on ESPN, and uh, I was like, "That looks cool. Let me try that." And started doing the next day at the Globo Gym. Hooked ever since. Yeah. So what? It's ten years now. Uh, yeah. 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 That, that's that's been a ride, right? Because oh yeah, a long time of CrossFit years. Long time. <laughs> yeah, 10 years in CrossFit is that's like 20 years of anything else. 31 uh, going on 50. <laughs> how's the sport changed just from I mean, look, you've been competing in this stuff for a while. What do you see from the 10,000 foot view? First off, strength is becoming number one like thing. If you're not strong, you're going nowhere. You can have an engine all day. If you can't move heavy weight, your chances of going anywhere past quarterfinals are very limited. Programming wise, definitely uh, more scientific now. I would say with the um the structures of things before, like I, I joke around all the time in 2013, 14, we'd go to the gym and it's like seven days a week, three hour sessions, just break your balls every session, full blast, no recovery, no rest, nothing. And now they got it so uh I guess drawn out that the cycling is so much better and it, it should prevent injuries, but people are so idiots and go in there every day and try to like rock it. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, let's put a pin in that because after we talk quarters and your experience this weekend, we do want to dive into what you got going on with Mayhem. And then I'm sure being in this game for 10 years, you've tried not like the whole bunch of different programs. So I'd love to hear that too. Absolutely. Dan, how was uh, how was your week of work? Working out, not actual work. I don't care about your work. Yeah, work, work, yeah work's work. I mean, you know, uh, it, it is what it is. But working out was, was nice. I'm getting my legs, my summer legs back under me. I shared this with Nick and Rob in the text, the old Dan, uh, the bone's not healing quite the way it was healing. Great return to activity. So I have to shut it down a little bit with the old wrist. Yeah. I know everyone's fucking tired of hearing about it. I'm tired of hearing about it. I'm tired of fucking talking about it. It'll be good one day and I'll be back to 
awesome shit, but for right now it's a little modified, but it did hit my 40 minute EMOM because this is the strategy of fitness and that's what we do. So Saturday I was 12 on the echo, 25 ab mat sit-ups, 25 air squats, and then 10 dumbbell hand cleaning jerks with a 50 pounder. And again, today, you know, like I said, getting the summer legs back, hit the track for eight rounds, uh, 400 meters. That's every three minutes on the minute. Try to keep it under 130. My best round was 124. My highest was 136. And that was the fifth round. And then I worked it back down to 134 and then hammered legs for about an hour and then core after that. So still getting it in. Uh, don't worry. Um, and brighter, brighter days are ahead. But Nick, how was your uh, how was your week of work? Uh, it was good. Kind of just getting back into the swing of things. You know, I've got a thing going on with my elbow. It feels like a really aggressive form of tennis elbow. I don't know why or where it's from, but I noticed it the other day throwing with my son. And I was like, oh, that's weird. And I, I've been feeling it a lot recently in lifts. It typically warms up nicely, but just something I'm monitoring. I think I told you there's a lot of double back on the hard work pays off programming as they're switching back the app and there's a little bit of a clusterfuck of them getting the new stuff up uh so i am doing some some repeats i did one this week that i did in december and it was just cool to kind of see the difference it was uh 30 25 20 of burpee over box 24 inches and that's with five 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 power cleans at 245 so 30 burpee box jump overs five power cleans 245 25 5 25 so that was good i mean i hit that 928 in december i hit it in 720 uh this week so two minute improvement i mean i think a lot of that is it was freezing cold in my garage all winter which absolutely sucks. takes off a minute takes off a minute at that, least that, that cold barbell was the worst it's so bad. It, it's hurt, so it physically bad. hurts your bones. Yeah. And, and again, like I'm, mm-hmm. if you don't have like 245 power cleans, really, that's not a lot of weight for me. But if you're not confident walking up to that thing and fully warmed up, it's daunting, you know? So catch, catch collarbone real low, you know, <laughs> check, uh, send a shock through the system. <laughs> yeah. That'll do it. Right. So, you know, it's good doing a couple retests. I'll probably mess with a couple of these quarterfinal workouts now that, you know, I got master's quarters coming up in a month, but some of these look fun. So let's transition over to that, Sean. I mean, you had five workouts this weekend. Let's go kind of in depth. Give us a review of, of each one. Tell us where you were high, where you were low. It looked pretty fun. Yeah. So um, first off, before I even start, the whole... 24 hour thing from 3 to 3 p.m. It was stupid because a lot of the top 10 percent people actually have real jobs and they just don't train full time. So like me, like full time job, you have. Yeah, I was gonna say you're one of those people. A, you work your ass off. Yeah, give us oh, a little sorry. review of that. What do you mean exactly? Like the timelines to to submit scores. So they released them at three o'clock p.m. on Thursday. Yeah, I was gonna say you're one of give those people. A, you work your ass off. Yeah, give us oh, a little sorry. review of that. What do you mean exactly? Like the timelines to, to submit scores? So they released them at 3 o'clock p.m. on Thursday. And they had until 3 o'clock p.m. on Friday to get the first two done. And the first two, they're pretty leg dominant, I would say. A lot of lunging, a lot of pistols. But ideally, you would want to do the fourth workout, which is the total. That's something you want to do fresh. But then you're doing three workouts in 24 hours, with one of those being a Thursday after a full day of work. Yeah, not like everyone's got got to kick their heels up in the Normatex all day and fucking, yeah. you know what I mean? You got actual shit Chill to out, do. Yeah, you know, and wait and stuff. Yeah, so the first workout was um, 50 dumbbell walking lunges, farmer's carry style, into 30 handstand push-ups, then 40 front rack walking lunges, 20 deficit handstand push-ups, 
30 overhead walking lunges, 10 strict handstand push-ups, uh, 50-pound dumbbells for the guys, 35 for the females. Dude, the shoulder burn on that was insane. I was full sand out the gate. You know, 50 unbroken, hit the wall. I did 23 handstand push-ups. I pretty much went to I know I, I could do 30 unbroken, but I knew kind of where the, the route of the workout was going to go. So I sat back, did 23, sat back, rest a few seconds, shook out the arms, hit the seven, front rack, unbroken, back to the wall, to the uh, deficit. That's when you start really feeling it in the shoulders hard. <laughs> so I went, uh, I did eight, six, six, felt good. Overhead walking lunge with dumbbells might be the worst movement in CrossFit. I don't I think I've ever done them. Nick, I'm going to tell you, if they're going to be in your age division, hit them now. Get used to them. I was going to say, when we worked out together, you brought the uh, front rack dumbbell. So we do, we were doing 50s, and it was a front rack dumbbell and an overhead dumbbell. And that was fu- – and I'm pretty good at lunges. one of my better movements. That was fucking terrible. I can't imagine two overhead dumbbells. Dude, double overhead, it was like – it was only 30. You're like, all right, well, I just did, you know, 90, no problem. What's 30 more? Dude, I, I hit like five and had to drop them, and I'm shaking. I got pretty good overhead mobility. Fire it up. Finish that, then uh, 10 strict handstand push-ups. No big deal, right? Up on that wall, I went to do a double, one, and like pressing out the last two inches. I got off the wall, I, I looked over, I'm like, oh no, <laughs> oh no. Finished it up though, good time, 901. It was like top 240 in the region, you know, pretty good. But yeah, it's definitely why I would recommend testing out those overheads because they are brutal. Gross. How many competitors, just to set the scene as we kind of, because that's that's top 250 in the country, right? When you're saying region? Yeah. North America? North, North America. Yeah, that's, so a, that's, like, that's a big field. I think it was like 3,000, something like that I signed yeah. up for. Actually, like went on. I think 7,000 made it. I would say between 3,000 and 3,300 actually like moved on, paid the 50 bucks for CrossFit to get into it. Right. Well, so so for frame of reference, top 250, that's a really damn good score. So I was pretty happy with it, yeah. Yeah. So at what's the time, I didn't think, At the time, I didn't think it was that good. I was like, all right, I, you know, I burned out. Like, I had a lot of like rest and hands. I was doing singles. 10 strict handstand push-ups, all singles. Yeah. It's going to be good. I saw started to see some guys at our gym go that are pretty good upside down, and they were 12, 13 minutes. I was like, all right, maybe it's not that bad of a time. Yeah, it's a good one, though. Have fun with that one. I want to see that video of you doing it. Yeah, I might, I might mess around with it. That's good to know. What was, uh, what was number two, and how long was your space before you jump into it? This was the one that Dan said you were going to smash, and I think you did. Yeah, so I did the first one Thursday night after work. I was able to get off Friday from work. My guy I'm working for right now, super cool dude. He was like, yeah, you take off, no big deal. So I went in Friday to do the second one because they released the layouts on, I think, Monday for all the workouts with the have. So I guess you could lay it out prior to the weekend. Uh, this is the gyms knew what was going on. So I saw a layout, dude. It was ring muscle-ups and GHDs. I told Dan, I'm like, I don't care what this is. I'm going top 150 in the region on it. I don't care. Whatever combination you throw at me, I'm going for it. Call my shot. So they released it on a Thursday. It's um three rounds, 30 pistols, which is alternating single leg squats, 30 GHDs, and then 10 ring muscle-ups. Do I weigh 160 pounds? Like, full send, you know? Flying. So uh, went into it. With the mayhem programming, which I'm sure we'll get into later, I do upwards like 250 GHDs a week. And, and that combination of GHDs, ring muscle-ups, I see at least once every 10 days. So I hit that. Obviously, I'm broken on the pistols. No, you, you don't need to rest on those. It's just a squat. GHDs, do a lot of them. All unbroken, not flying, just steady. Ring muscle-ups, I went 10 unbroken the first set, 
six four than six four. Finished in eight eighteen, which was sixty six in the region. In it, fucking happy huge. with it. Yeah, happy with that's it. That's awesome. Why you, that. you was like you call it a mile away. You, you texted me. You're like, yo, this whatever the fuck this layout is. Like, I'm gonna smoke this it. workout in it. Just like I mean, full blown ready to get rabbed though. Didn't care. <laughs> Hey, when you know you got one, when you know you have one that that is in your alley, you gotta you gotta hit it right, and that's what you did. I got, I got a buddy Dan. He uh, he texted me when he saw like the place, and he's like, he's like, "Dude, you beat Brent Fikowski in that." I'm like, "Yeah, man, I'm just waiting on that Reebok contract now, baby. Let's go." I mean, dude, you gotta think that's really fast. I'm looking at some of these studs, like household names in the CrossFit world, like no Olson was 7:22. Typically, guys in our like little atmosphere are not just a minute behind these absolute freaks. So you absolutely crush that. Beat Jason Hopper in that workout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's good shit, dude. And and then and then the weights all came to effect later on. And it all went downhill. <laughs> all right, well let's get to it. So you had your two scores submitted. Yeah, How much I was, was your I was, rest until your next one. Right, I did. I did the strength. Actually, um, the total Friday night after those two because I was scared for when Dom's was gonna set in. So let me get these in now before my abs and my legs are completely shot from those two workouts because those are all legs and core. Uh, the total was, what was it? One rep clean, one rep bench press, one rep overhead squat. Dude, like my, my best, my best, I was at like 305 for a clean. Nowhere near that right now. So I hit 275, which I haven't hit in seven months due to a wrist injury, which Dan knows all about. And then uh, the bench press was 275 also. Dude, I had a, I have a video of me doing 285. I'm fighting this thing the last two inches for 30 seconds. <laughs> like I I I could have like farted and got this thing up. That's how close it was. <laughs> um, but uh, didn't get that one. And then uh, 255 area right, squat. Like nothing to like be happy about. But it is what it is. It's not my not my game. Your body weight, dude. That's really fucking impressive. I mean, yeah. it's easy to beat yourself up because you're not up there with all those guys are 205 and 195. And, dude, back in know. the day, man, like 21 year old Sean, dude, 350 on the bench press. I wish I would have came back. Yeah, seriously. But if you haven't touched it in a while or you're not focusing on it, it goes away quickly. I thought it was cool, like how they called it the other total. And I knew there was going to be some crazy scores, and there were. I saw one of the guys. I think the Brazilian dude. Yeah, hit. man. What he hit like four oh seven on the clean, yep, three seventeen on the <laughs> on the bench, and three sixty five or something on the overhead squat. Yep. Something stupid. Got like eleven hundred total pounds. It's, it's just, and, and, and and the only reason he stopped because Rich Froning was like, "That's enough, buddy. You don't need to lift anymore." Oh yeah, all three lifts were so easy. Oh, I told Dan, like, I watched a video of him doing oh, four oh seven. Man. man, he like. He catches it a little, little bounce at the bottom right up. I'm like, dude, like he daps like a douchebag. I mean, it was just so good. So good. I mean, <laughs> you know, only thing you can do is hate on a guy like that because it's so fucking good. Dude, have you ever like listened to him like talk or like have you like watched any like the uh mayhem videos with him? No, I didn't know he was a mayhem guy. Dude, watch him. He is like he's awesome. Like, I would totally be buddies with him. He's like that dude. He was fun to watch. Like I watched some of him in the games last year. He seems fun. No, he does. Oh, yeah. And I mean, the strength is asinine. Like oh, the, that 407 clean, like you said, he does like a little double bounce. He comes up effortlessly. No problem. No problem. He's, he has another 20 pounds in him at least. It's so funny. Nobody's touching him with the weights. No, no, he's, he's one of a kind there. All right. So that was Friday night. Let's roll right into Saturday. What'd that look like? Dude, Saturday, first off, Saturday morning, waking up, man, I need one of those like, Bed handles to get out of bed. 
That's how wrecked I was. Legs toasted, <laughs> core toasted. I was less like a 40% recovery on the whoop. Just not looking good. And uh, and you only have the three o'clock that day to get that next workout in. So I'm just like, all right, well, let's just espresso into the coffee, you know, down that. Let's go. Dropped into uh, my buddy Chance Whitaker's gym, uh, Cross uh, Raid. It's in um, PA. So a little shout out to him. He's, he's the man. Uh, went up there. It was, we got up there like 11-ish. Me and the wife hit it together. I went first. She went second. This workout was kind of cool. It has shuttle runs in it, which I'm not really a big fan of at this point in the game. I feel like they would have been cool in the open and like handstand walks in this workout. But they were uh, a lot harder than I thought they were going to be. So the workout, kind of confusing, long one. Eight wall ball shots, four shuttle runs at 50 feet. So 150-foot sections, you're one. Uh, so eight, four, then one rope climb, 16, eight, two, 24, 12, three. 32, 16, 3. Uh, there's 24 wall balls after that back down. That's where it gets spicy at. 12, 2, 16, 8, 2, 8, 4, 1. So a lot of numbers in there. Um, Nick, you're going to see similar one, dude, so be ready for it. Uh, that one was basically just Fran. Those shuttle runs are purgatory. <laughs> Those things it, just shut your legs down. Dude, the, the round of... 32 wall balls into the shuttle runs in that real climb back to that 24. It, yeah, I felt, I felt like I was doing Fran. My heart rate, according to the whoop, was at like 185, dude. I was gassed. Shuttle runs, like, I, I've always wanted to see, they'll never do it, but I always want to see like a 400 or like a mile run somewhere in the, not like somewhere included in a workout in the open. Any, any chance we ever get that? No, I think this is the closest thing you'll get because easily measurable. Yeah, the other distances, right? You just can't standardize it. Yeah, no, because everybody's 400 is different. Unless you're on a track, you're not going to get it. That's why I like the other shuttle run, but I think that would have been better, like, in the open. And then that would have been better work out to have, like, another high-skill move, like a handstand walk to separate some guys. Because, again, like, you got guys that can taller athletes, rope climbs, wall balls, kind of your jam, and a shuttle run you're doing 50 feet when you're a little bit taller. I say it's easier, but less steps. So, Nick, you're good. Yeah, that that's a that's a weird one. I, I haven't done shuttle runs in probably seven eight years, and when you do them, when you haven't done them, that change of direction and that explosiveness it takes to actually get up to speed in such a short window, man, it's a weird movement on your legs, your your quads and your hammies the next day are like, what did I do yesterday? Even if you run a lot, mm-hmm. like it just it, the dynamic nature of it is just different. Dude, we had a couple guys that um tried it out. My buddy Connor did it the day before. He's like, "Do my back lit up?" I'm like, "Your back from shuttle runs? You did all that bending over." I'm like, "Yeah, okay, yeah, no, he was right. It lit up, dude. <laughs> I felt it." What's the, what's the standard for the each? Like when you cross, the, do you have to like whole body cross the line? Like I, I'm guessing that might be a little hard to standardize, but I'm sure whole body across the line, one hand has to touch the ground. Okay, yeah. So you're bending there if you have back Every issues. Time, yeah, yeah. Dude. Then definitely, I can see that. And I'm, I'm pretty good on the rope. Like, even last year's one with the rope climbs, GHEs, and pistols, I was, like, 146 in the region on that one. And uh, even that, dude, like, I was – I blew up. Like, I, I was dying. I thought I put up a pretty good score until I saw the scores come out, man. And the guys are doing this thing in 14 minutes. What did you do it in? 16-17. Okay. So, so your first two crushed, like, top 250, top 75. The triple was – probably fell back a little uh, bit. Oh, dude, like – 2100 and i was like surprised i was even that high still and then what about this next one 650 i think it was okay so not bad Um, at all and then that leads to the last one which is just an all-out 
sprint, I'm assuming. Oh, dude. It, well, it depends, man. If somebody like you, somebody like strong can move weight, absolutely. You're talking top times are like 230. I see a couple guys to go like sub 330. So fast. Dude, me at 185 snatches after all that leg stuff. We're talking a squat snatches out the gate, and I just finished it. 632. Like, okay. it was bad. <laughs> it was bad. That's a crazy workout for people to be doing in two minutes. Let's put it this way. I planned it to get done the Burby box jump overs at the moment people were finishing this workout. <laughs> <laughs> that was my plan. Just to be fresh enough to hit these snatches. That's nuts. I mean, I knew it was going to be crazy. I knew guys would smash it. But when I was seeing these 230 and 235 times, I was like, what the fuck is going on? Dude, you got to uh, be doing the the – 30 cows in 45 seconds. Dude, my, my buddy Paul, again, he's a stud. He's like right the, on the cusp of probably being a semi athlete. He was pulling a 1700 on the rower. I think he, he did in 312, I want to say, with one foul on the um snatch. And guys smoked him by over a minute. I'm like, the dude, uh, the dude that won at Matt Dugos, Dugos, tall. The dude's like 6'5. Uh, he was on um a lot of oh, that row is just his yeah spot. dude yeah I, I I I competed against him once in um Commonwealth about three years ago he won every event except for one that I beat him in <laughs> that was it <laughs> little, little brag yeah it's good well I was I'm gonna brag. ask you it doesn't I mean I know you work out with a good group or you at yeah. least good company did you did you guys throw down together it sounds like not really we did actually most of the time like on okay. Thursday night. They were all doing the total, and I was well. I was doing the other stuff, but we were all there together. Got it. Friday, um, probably six of us all did it together. The workout Saturday, I went to raid. Uh, they all went to King of Prussia, did it there, and then today we all threw down again with it. That's fun though, man. That's yeah. that's got to be great. Good community, like competitive juices flowing, all that shit. Yeah, our gym's pretty good at like making it work for us, which which is really nice. They 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 dive into it, and then the whole community comes out. We had like. Last year and this year, probably 30 people come out and watch. You know, they just on their own time. Pretty yeah, cool. I love that. And then, so so that wraps it up. So where'd you end up for, for the weekend? Uh, seven, I, I, I should probably know off the top of my head, but I kind of looked at it. Then I was kind of pissy about it, so I didn't anymore. 7.65. Oh, hold on. So how'd you end up on that last one, by the way? What, what... Oh, that one. That was my worst finish. No shit. Really? Yeah, dude. I was uh, 2,156. Okay, so it's just those those snatches probably yeah, just they, they yeah. smoked me, dude. There was I mean I, I felt pretty snappy in the warm-up like snatch. I probably could have snatched probably 215 today. That's how snappy I felt. But once that leg fatigue set in, man, dude, I did I did five minutes warming up on the uh biker, my legs felt as big grew three sizes. That's how swollen <laughs> they were. Well, I mean, you remember the one last year. I didn't do the quarters last year, but I did that one workout last year, and it was a weird one. What was it? Uh, it was the burpee box jump overs with the 30-inch box. And, and it snatches. Pat and it snatches at 185. And it was equally just – it was such a weird – like you, you nine six three, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, nine six three. yep. yep. Yeah, that, that, that was, was the one I um, – because I came off the knee, the knee surgery oh, and yeah. PT with Dan for uh, six months. So I didn't, like, touch 185 snatch in yeah. six months. So I went into it like, all right, well, I'm going to squat snatch all these, like just, you know, get through it, whatever, try to finish it. And a power and a snatch, power snatching every one <laughs> and finishing like by a minute. I was like, all right, that's cool. That was fine. That yeah. one, dude, another one, people just smoked it. Like they're touching going this thing the entire time. Yeah, the touch and go snatch of 185 for somebody who sucks at snatching. It's like, that's like incomprehensible. <laughs> I don't know. 
awesome. they're damn near muscle snatching it too. Like, yeah, oh, yes. yeah. it's basically what I look like snatching 95. <laughs> exactly. hundred percent. That's so funny. All right. Well, cool. I mean, so what are your thoughts overall? Your, your summary, when you kind of sit back after a long weekend, are you happy? Are you, it sounds like a little frustrated, but overall, like, do you think this is about where you should have finished? Do you think you have some upside? Like, what do you think, man? Definitely where I should have finished. Cause I'm, I'm not a strong dude. It's something that I try working on. I have, you know, for years, probably not so much as last year. I've been kind of avoiding it because every time I start to get strong, I get hurt. <laughs> so I try to avoid it. So definitely where I, I should be. I'm pretty happy with the couple of them. The rope climb one, I think I should have pushed it more. I definitely have the ability to be in that 14 range. I think I just slacked on the runs as for like the workouts themselves, dude, compared to last year, way better, way better programming. I, I want to say it's a lot less strength bias as it was last year with things. Cause even last year, that row wall ball one, man, that was like, if you're, if you're a powerful athlete, you can get through that pretty quickly. Like somebody like me, dude, I was struggling hard. I remember being on the rower on that one and pulling like a, you know, 1100, my body be like, dude, you got to get to 1300. And I'm like, dude, I can't, it's not happening. It's so definitely a lot better programming this year. I feel like the skill sets, even the, the order of the workouts, by the time you get to that fifth one, if you do them in order, you're smoked. So, like, you're not going to be able to touch and go 185, you know, as well as you would if you're fresh. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, like you said, I think there's a delicate balance between when they try to infuse the, the heavyweights to, to these. And I, I think a good way to do it is the way they're doing it with the totals. I think that's fun. I think it's uh -huh. cool. You get to see some people show out, but you also get to see that, you know, the vast majority of us normal folks – aren't going to be eclipsing a thousand or 1100 total no. it's crazy pretty cool from the outside looking in, i thought it was i thought they they did a good job with the programming the time constraint piece is kind of annoying i, I totally hear you we're not all a bunch of athletes that you no. know work out around the clock but you know, i mean look, look how many of the top let's say if you know me you know i'm always on the run up early and home late so having a three-hour morning routine isn't really in the cards for me what is in the cards is AG1. It's a fast way to get vitamins and minerals I need to perform. I first gave AG1 a try because it was, I wanted a single solution that helps support my entire body by filling in nutrient gaps and simplifying my morning routine. Since drinking AG1 daily, I've always felt strong and energized and ready to attack the day. Not only does AG1 deliver my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre- and probiotics, and more, it's a powerful, healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. It's one scoop, mixed in water, once a day, and every day. I know that AG1 is giving my body high-quality nutrition. Every batch of AG1 goes through a rigorous testing process, so you know that it's safe. And AG1 ingredients are sourced for absorption, potency, and nutrition density. AG1 is a supplement that I trust to provide the support my body needs daily, and that's why I'm excited to welcome them as a new partner. Here is your chance to start every day this season with a gift to yourself. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash provengrit. That's drinkag1.com slash provengrit. Check it out. 3% athletes have full-time jobs in one right. you know, way or another. Like, regardless, the top 1%, you know, the top 120 per region, whatever it's going to be, are going to go to semis. They are top, you know, 50 or 60, however many go to the games, they're going to go to the games. 
So what's the difference between making it the cutoff, you know, 3 p.m. versus 8 p.m. versus have them all in by Monday, 8 p.m.? Like the same guys are going to make it. It's not going to make a difference. Yeah, absolutely. It looks like all, like you kind of said, all the all the good guys and all the good girls that were supposed to make it made it. So always get there. They always do. They're always going to be. I, I was shocked. I was telling Dan uh, before we get to your your training nowadays. Like Brooke Wells coming back and getting like top five, amazing. It's insane to me. I just don't even. I can't even comprehend it. I, I just don't think that's possible if that if for a guy's division for a guy to go out with that bad of an injury and come back and be that competitive. No, absolutely. And like the fact that in that she did well on the, the total and there's an over squat in there, like oh. mentally alone, like how are you putting, I don't know what way she did, but dude, if it's 155, like you blew your elbow out doing 185 pound snatch, like just getting that overhead. How, how are you mentally doing that? One thing, and I think we talked about this when it, when she first had her injury, the best thing that happened was I don't think there was a bony, lesion i think it was just the ulnar collateral ligament so that really is going to speed up the recovery i mean you'll see a true elbow dislocation with a bony elbow dislocation i've treated a few of them they're fucking awful it's damn near impossible to get the elbow straight after that if it's just a ligament i think you have a much much better shot to get that done early and you saw it like it's kind of like once you had that range of motion back you know you're kind of kind of good to go but to have the uh brass balls to get under that bar again after an injury like that kudos to her man that's fucking awesome and like, i wasn't the biggest brooke wells fan prior just because like she kind of has that like attitude to her that i'm not really a big fan of but like after that and seeing her her come back from that man i'm i'm rooting for her i like that kind of stuff 676 on the total so it's you know about 225 if you divided it out by the three so pretty pretty cool shit that, that she came yeah. back and hit that all right so let's talk about what got you here because Again, I think the listeners can probably learn a thing or two. You've probably done a whole bunch of program. We did some programming uh, summary a couple weeks back. Uh, you guys can check that out if you're interested. But really, what we want to focus on here is mayhem because it sounds like you've had a lot of success. Uh, and we didn't talk. We didn't talk about it because neither Dan or I have tried it. So give us kind of the overview of mayhem, and then let's talk about some of the programs that didn't work so well. So that podcast I listened to, and as soon as I got done, I texted Dan, my dude, like. You missed out on the best programming ever, man. You didn't even talk about it once. Like it's skewed. I, I, I can't. I can't miss do it. Raked over the coals for that <laughs> for that miss. That's why part of the reason you're on today. Um. Yeah. So I mean, I'll, I'll start back with my first programming was Invictus, and you're talking 2013, 2014. And the only reason I followed that back then because I mean they're one of the OGs. You know, they've been around forever. They've had plenty of athletes go to the games. You know, Josh Bridges was an Invictus athlete for a while. But they were free, which I liked. And they had a lot of volume, which I was like, I feel like this is where Cross is going. Like, you can't just go into the gym and do a strength and a Metcon, some stretching, you know, lead. You got to actually hit these pieces, you know, hit the accessory stuff, the whole nine. So I started with their stuff, um, which I still credit Invictus to this day for me being able to actually snatch because they ran a snatch cycle, which was, you know, your snatch balances to overhead squash to full snatch, like, a lot of that so i got pretty good snatching from that i went from like i think like a 175 one rep snatch to a 215 snatch in like two months some ridiculous jump off of it so i started with them like them a lot and then a bunch of my buddies were following comp train so i ended up breaking my wrist in 2015 was out for a year came back started following comp train which i liked it was cool again it was free they had an open version and a regional version which most programs have now to uh kind of put you where you should be 
And uh, so I started following them. Got pretty strong. Wasn't bad. Uh, followed them for like, dude, like probably two years, comp train. And then I started noticing like, they start like recycling their stuff, dude. Like you're just doing the same things over and over and over again. So uh, I don't want to bash comp train too much, but I think their programming is garbage. That hey, is let, it, let it rip. What's, what, what, what is the, like, was it just the repetitiveness or was there something kind of in your, in your soul you saw that wasn't right? Like what's, what was going on with comp train that really made you kind of make the switch? The repetitiveness first off, dude, if I saw silverback programming one more time, I was going to like, just jump off a bridge. Dude, every time they have a strength program, silverback, it sounds cool. Here we go. It's always the same thing. You know, does it work? I mean, probably, but like, if you keep doing the same thing over and over again, you're not going to get better. And as the sport evolved, they didn't, which is why they lose their athletes. Catcher and left. You saw like Sam McQuanco there have his worst year ever. Chandler Smith, who I feel like was a podium guy last year, didn't do that well. I feel like he's going to do better this year, but he, also he's super talented. So same thing with Catcher. She did well because she was talented. Did uh, Chandler Smith won the quarters, right? Like, I think he had the, the best. He's up I, or, there, yeah. He was very high up. I know that I was looking at that earlier. But the dude's an athletic specimen of a human being. Like, he's – Absolutely. He could follow any program and be in the top five. Oh, yeah, it's just the repetitiveness, man. They always just care about the same stuff. And I and they don't focus on a lot of, like, I feel like the stuff that makes you good across it, which is heavy core, heavy shoulder, heavy endurance, heavy interval stuff. Like, those are the things that, you know, like, yeah, you can get – strength matters – but you got to be able to recover fast and keep moving on wherever you're doing. Cause you see guys that are strong and then they burn out when you get to the games. So yeah, I followed them for a while and I have a few buddies that still follow it or my gym actually follows it. So sidebar, I feel like their gym programming is actually really good. I feel like it's good for classes, good for that kind of stuff. It's easily scalable that whole nine, but as for individuals, it's, it's on the lower end in my, my thoughts. So I followed them. Then after I switched from them, I had a buddy of mine, Matt, who was a coach at my gym for a while. I hit him up. I'm listening to like, I need some personalized programming. You know, I could probably do it myself, but I really don't feel like I'm lazy. I just want to just be told what to do and just go for it. So he's like, all right, man. He goes, the only, he's like, the only thing I'm going to say is you got to do what I say and I'm going to put you on a leash. Don't do more than I say. I'm like, man, I don't, I don't know, dude. I like volume, man. Just, just trust me. Followed his stuff for almost a year and was my most fit I've ever been in my life was following him. He ended up quarantine happened, COVID the whole nine. And then he ended up leaving our gym. I stopped following his stuff, programmed for myself for a little while, felt pretty good and had the knee injury came off that. And that's where I found mayhem doing. That was equally as fit as I was with Matt is as I am with mayhem. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, first of all, if you can get basically a group programming, like like mayhem and be just as dialed in with a personalized trainer like that's the yeah. best right that's where you yes. want to be so what is it i mean like obviously everyone knows fronting one or two depending on who who you, who you ask and <laughs> i've heard nothing but great things and the one thing that i hear over and over again is it's core strength core strength core strength you are going to be a strong ghd son of a bitch oh yeah so, i mean it sounds like you said you're doing 250 a week Easily, yeah. easily. Like that's like no problem. Dude. I did. I did a workout last week. It was just like a 30 cow ski, 100 dubs, 30 GHDs, 100 dubs, 30 cow ski, like three rounds of that. What rest one to one. And dude, like no problem. So what is the difference with his program? Because, you know, each of these kind of have their own feel, right? Like Frazier, 
He loves the 40 minute imams. I love the 40 minute imams. So I'm obviously biased towards that kind of stuff. He's obviously big into like back squat and, and front squat on the same day. You know, those are some of his kind of idiosyncrasies. What, what do you see pop up in mayhem that maybe others don't get to see? Hidden volume, meaning that you'll see a workout that you're going to look at and be like, oh man, it looks good. It's hard, you know? And then there's like, a, it's a, always like a rest, like one to one or, or a rest five minutes and repeat, stuff like that. So you're hitting this hard workout at a pretty high intensity because you know you're going to rest. So cool. They hit, you know, hit the rest and you go back to it again. You're hitting it hard again. And then, all right, you got it one more time. So you're doing this workout that if you did it once straight through, like full intensity, you're probably on the ground dying. But you had, you know, you're hitting it more, but you get that rest. And it's a lot of, like, like I said, hidden volume where you're getting a lot of volume in, but you're not feeling beat up, which I like, especially at the old age of 31. That's one of the things we talked about is I think every every uh, CrossFitter, you know, should take into account. Me and Nick watch a lot of UFC, and there is like sometimes you'll see a fighter from Brazil and it's 32 years old, but if you look at his amateur <laughs> fights and his and his pro fights, he's got like you know, at least 80 sanctioned fights, you know, you know, some back alley fights he's, and some other shit there. Warned. So, yeah. He's worn. So like when you were talking to me about going to mayhem, I was like, I was like, I love it, but just pretend like you're a master's athlete because your, bo- your body. And, and again, that's not a slight to you. It's just, dude, there's a lot of mileage. And, and also you survive like the 2010 to like 2016 era of CrossFit, which again, we didn't have you know, the science wasn't there. And we talked about that with Dave Lipson, where it was just kind of go, go, go. We didn't have the ideas of rest and recovery that we have now. So have you found mayhem to be pretty modifiable as far as your needs, as as far as your recovery? Absolutely. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I was off of work for like three months, dude. So I was hitting the double sessions. Always have, if you look at their programming, Nick's is probably the same way. You'll have like session one, session two, Session one's a lot of like, you know, you're hitting the weights, you're hitting the Metcons. Mayhem starts a lot of times with Metcons because they're real big on lifting under fatigue, which I think is huge in CrossFit because most of the time, whether it's in a workout or in a competition, you very rarely do the strength first. You're always hitting some kind of Metcon. And you're usually blowing the body up a little bit, you know, and you're hitting the, hitting the uh, lifts a little bit sore. Uh, also, they have Bergener, who is their strength guy, which I think is huge. You have a, a legitimate Olympic lifting guy programming your lifting which is i think great and then you also have the aerobic capacity stuff you know they'll have eight, eight week cycles of you know echo bike sprints running rowing whatever like they have it all over the place which i like and again back to like the double session thing like you hit the heavy stuff in the morning then a second session is usually some kind of like cardio piece the aerobic capacity style stuff and then they'll give you like fronings rowing intervals as like a guide point and you're like oh I'm not hit that, but at least I know he's hitting. And then they'll have like the accessory work, which is your body bone stuff. You know, your bent over rows, your, you know, dumbbell bench presses, you know, lap pull downs, shoulder stuff, the whole nine, which I think helps me because it's stuff I think CrossFitters don't do enough of now because everybody wants to go in and do the sex stuff, the cleans, you know, the jerks, all that. But they don't want to sit there and do, you know, three sets of 10 single arm dumbbell rows to save their shoulders five years from now. Yeah, so true. I, I I think that's a great point. And all these programs seem to the good ones anyway are, are mixing those things on as accessories on the back end. What's the app? I mean, is there an app? Or is there like a community feel to this? Do you get to like see where you stack rank against other folks? Sugarwad. It's on Sugarwad. Okay. That's which good. is cool. So you see like the scores and you see some scores, you're like, all right, that that's bullshit because you're not doing it that fast. We have a uh, we had a mayhem group on a um group chat on Instagram bunch of us, my buddy Connor, a bunch of us were all doing it. 
Uh, they still do, but they also do other stuff at the same time. So we always kind of compare, you know, scores and like thought process on this, that, the other thing, you know, how this stuff, how that felt, what would you do here? What would you do there? Which is cool. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. What are you, um, so, so just to compare and contrast, Nick, you're doing the hard work pays off. Sean just talked about the mayhem. Nick, what do you feel based on what Sean's saying, kind of what you've heard, what are some of the main differences for our listeners who might be looking into, to go into one of the other uh, routes? I don't know if there's a ton of differences. I, I think that just kind of where they focus, and I don't know a ton about the intricacies of mayhem and their Metcons. I've seen a little bit of their stuff, but like there's nothing really groundbreaking about any of this stuff. It's not a riddled with intellectual property, right? It's just where is their focus? Like Frazier, one of the first things you like, his programming is strange. You're not coming in and starting a cycle, you're starting on day one of his program. No matter what day you start, you're going to start at day one. So unless I start, us three start on the same day, we're never going to be doing the same workouts. See, that's cool. I like that. You're on your own journey, right? And day one for me, it would be day one for Sean if he started tomorrow. Uh, I'm on day 125 now or whatever I'm on. Some of the stuff that he does that he's really into is like the 20-minute watt test on the bike herd. You go out and you get a 20-minute watt test, and then you're basically going to train to that for 12 weeks. And, you know, then you're off and he, he switches that up a little bit. Another big thing with him is, is row intervals. Mm, I mean, yeah. every single week you're getting two row intervals based off either your 5K or your, your 2K time. And I can tell you right now, I've never been a better rower than I am now. Like I can go pull that thing. I can get 20 calories in a minute in 43, 44 seconds without fucking breathing. Nice. Like it is not hard. And it's all because of him, because to me, rowing used to be, you know, you row in a workout and then you get off the rower mm -hmm. or you do a hard 500 or a hard 1K sometimes, you know, those are the things that like comp train didn't really have, like they didn't no. take time to that stuff. And that's where I see these programs evolving. And I'm sure it's similar for Mayhem, right? So I'll say with Mayhem is um, the difference with like Mayhem and like the hard work pays off thing is... HWPO, I think it's a great program. I mean, like, if I wasn't doing Mayhem, it would probably be that because I feel like, again, like it's, you're going to get what you want out of them. I, I like the fact that, like, the day one thing, like you, they have a set structure for each person because it's almost personalized. Whereas like Mayhem, it's kind of like choose your own adventure. Like you're going to get as good as you want based off the programming if you go in and you actually dive into it. Like I was a big fan of like I was doing, I was off, I would go in, I would do, you know, the two sessions and then I would, nitpick the aerobic capacity stuff which is a separate menu in the pro in the sugar wide app so you go you scroll up you find aerobic capacity stuff for the day like all right row intervals not a big dude need to work on it hit i would do those you know every week that would do the you know the running every week and then the the skier stuff every week so i got better because i went in there and i found all right i want to do this now you know versus like being told you That's have cool. to do this that's cool and, and another thing with all these programs the top tier ones anyway they're deep Right. Like yes. you're not leaving the gym being like, man, I didn't get enough today. You're leaving the gym like, well, fuck, I didn't have enough time. And I threw 90 yep. minutes at it. Absolutely, dude. hundred percent. That's exactly what it is. Cause I mean, which also the aerobic, aerobic capacity stuff, like Henshaw is a genius dude. I just, I could talk an hour alone about that dude. Cause the way he just, his way of breaking things down and you know, you learning how to clear lactic acid and all the whole nine, like his stuff is great, but his, aerobic capacity stuff half hour 45 minutes is usually what it is running is usually the longer ones but like the rowing half hour row intervals and you're you're, you're done you're feeling it yeah. yeah but but you feel like you got a lot out of it too they got a great team what is uh what's the monthly cost on that 
Ooh, I want to say it's 50 a month. 50 a month sounds right. Yeah. So they're all about the same, I think. I'll vary for we talk about, you know, we've had so many, uh, you know, people on in different types of programming. The affordability of these programs is just amazing yeah. for what you get. I really just, I can't oh, get yeah. over it. Dude, like when I, when I first bought Mayhem and I went through it, I just clicked on a little link guy and it was like, I started scrolling and you have all these options. Yeah. Like, if, you, if you just want to get strong, you just follow the version or strength and you get, and you can get strong off that. If you want to get, you know, more aerobically fit, here's the aerobic capacity stuff. Follow that, you know? Fantastic. I love it. And like you said, Dan, it's all right around the same price point. It's all, it's just getting better too. I just, love just it. Just not comp train. Just don't follow that. Yeah. Just not. Comp train. <laughs> We're not here for that. That's a fact. All right. Well, great. Uh, Dan, any caveats? No, man. I love to hear it. Um, like I said, uh, Sean is one of the OGs of CrossFit and I knew I would get him on because he fucking knows everything about mayhem and rich froning and everything about hey, how's CrossFit. That mouthpiece, that fucking mouthpiece, a bunch of bullshit or is it actually legit? <laughs> all right so in my mind it's legit now i'm just do honestly i mean i only started wearing because the goat started wearing it so i'm like all right i try this thing at least same thing why i have you know every shoe he's ever made too you know which a dang i tell you my shoe addiction with reebok is bad well now here's the here's the here's the best one is i i the one thing i do know about you is you're a notre dame fan yes and so have you cleaned your pants after the uh froning nano uh notre dame colorway release this is my question Dude, all right so first off no still very yes <laughs> um no uh so i'm like the first colorway that got leaked was the blue and gold one which i yeah. thought was fucking fire dude that that was i'm all about and the one they released today was the white and gold which i mean i bought it instantly <laughs> <laughs> but i'm not as happy with it dude I, I i told my wife i'm like if i'm at work and these things drop you were to buy me them in a size nine and a half and ten because they run a little differently depending on the structure of them but i'm like yes i need them now nobody loves this more than you which is which is one of the reasons you're here, because <laughs> fucking nobody loves it more than you oh dude but back, love to, that about back, you. back to the mouthpiece thing i enjoy it because it's something to focus on while i'm doing stuff and hurting for lifting i'm a clencher i bite a lot so i actually like went to my dentist a few years ago he's like stop clenching as much when you lift because you're gonna like grind your teeth I was like, all right, do whatever. So I never did anything about it. Then the mouthpiece came out. I'm like, oh, I'll buy that. So I, I like it a lot for that. For the running and stuff, it doesn't not help, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't block my airway. No, like, I mean, I'm sure if you like, most time I'm just like playing with it in my mouth as I'm running or doing stuff. I will say, so if you guys are teeth clenchers out there, I've had some of that issues in my past. A simple trick a physician I worked with told me to, to get rid of your teeth clenching. Now, this isn't obviously when you're lifting weights. This is more just throughout the day if you find yourself clenching your teeth or before bed. If you just put your tongue to the roof of your mouth, it's like a nice little cue. It's hard to it's hard to kind of bite down when you do that. So you just kind of do that a couple of times and give a minute. It kind of resets your brain. It's a good little tip. Or, or you go buy the airwave for 30 bucks and you just, you know, look cool doing it. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Oh, it's beautiful. All right. Well, Sean, you're stuck with us. You're going to wrap up the end of this up with us. Right now, we're getting into to Dan talking about his stream of the week, which is everyone's favorite segment. Dan, I, I don't think we've ever had one piece of feedback for the stream of the week. I don't get any feedback. I get positive feedback about your streams of the week. So I, that's I, good. That's good. That's good. Something. What do you got? Okay. <laughs> this is going to be a little negative. Uh, Yellowstone. Finally, old Dan started watching Yellowstone. So a couple things. I do like the girl that gets naked a lot. Although she gets naked in front of her brother in one scene. And I'm like, that's fucked up, man. Like, I don't care how fucked up or of a drunk you are. Like, you just don't take your clothes off in front of your brother. That's really weird. So that, that kind of threw me for a loop. And then it's also like, I love Kevin Costner and I want to like this show. So I'm giving it my best shot. 
but then I don't know everyone and everyone's like a white person with a beard. So I get them all mixed up and then I stop paying attention. I know like two characters names. I I'm, I'm a disaster with this show. So, um, but you're still, you're still sticking with it though. I, you know, I'm not a quitter. I'll fucking watch every episode. And, uh, I, you know, I like text during them. I fucking shoot dumb messages and, and memes to you guys during them. I don't really pay attention. I know like three people's names. So I'll give it like three out of five stars because there's a couple like cool scenes. Um, I love like the, the Montana, like that'd be pretty sick to live out there, but too many horses don't, I've never been like a horse guy. You know, I don't want to yeah, see a bunch of a fucking horse. Guy. Yeah. Like, let's just get a fucking Silverado and call it a goddamn day. <laughs> um, don't, don't like horses. Uh, you know, the bars are cool. Like it makes me want to drink a Budweiser or a Coors original and go to a bar and see some fucking. I've never like, seen the show, talk. but I can almost guarantee you that it looked like they drink out of cold mugs and it probably makes drinking a beer seem pretty good. Bakes, I, I had a beer. I just cracked one because I was just watching it. And they're, they're sitting there and they got the beers on ice and the buckets and shit like that. So, you know what? Yellowstone's a great vibe. Not a great show, but I'll fucking watch it. Makes you, know you want to take a vacation, but not watch the whole show. Okay. Yeah. A lot of white Sean, people. Do you ever beers. watch it? I was all gung-ho to watch it until you had to pay for Peacock Plus. Yeah. And I was like, uh, so, but they, so I, I watched the first episode because it was free. And I didn't realize the first episode was like an hour and a half long. It took me three three sessions, sir. Dude, I I I was out, <laughs> dude. I was off work. I had a coffee going. I'm like, all right, well, I'm in it now. I'm at least finish the first one. It's good. Like, I mean, if it's free, I'll watch it. Well, there you go. I'm a Beth fan, and I like the um, I like the one dude, <laughs> the, the, the younger white dude with the beard. I like his wife. Dude, I'm I'm the same. But I'm like, they, they all look exactly alike. They look exactly know. the same. I'm like, oh my god, it's it's very frustrating. Except for Kevin Costner, I'm like, oh, it's Kevin Costner. But then he really doesn't do anything. Yeah, I, I need to do more. Like, be more Kevin Costner. Like, can't you throw a baseball pitch or fucking, I don't know, like, I've well, been watching I, you hit a golf ball or something. I have one for the stream of the week, and I texted you about it over the weekend, Dan. It was something I stumbled upon accidentally a couple of years ago, and I rewatched it this weekend, crying watching it. Tour de Pharmacy on HBO. It's 39 minutes mockumentary of a tour de France. If you've never watched it, you probably <laughs> never heard of it. It is hilarious some of the most ridiculous shit you'll ever watch john cena mike oh, tyson i mean lance armstrong uh <laughs> david diggs like the guy from hamilton before hamilton orlando bloom andy sandberg oh lin, lin manuel lin manuel is not yeah. in it uh, but i'm telling you it's insane how funny this was to me nudity raunchy just like lance armstrong supposed to be talking with like in anonymity and of course like the light starts showing him and he's like talking to the camera guy and he's like i'm good right like you got me blurred out and they're like yeah yeah, yeah you're good and then it's you, you gotta watch it you'll fucking love what's it. it what's it called tour de pharmacy all right I'll, I'll and the it great out. thing about it is it's quick 39 minutes yeah i'm all about the quick Maybe quick Maybe that's quick. like a 30 episode a third episode of yellowstone exactly yeah dude that, now, does it trash it. does it trash cycling because this might move it up vault it into the, the leaderboard of my oh, i mean in ever. general it just talks shit about like Beautiful. how they're all, this was one where like they're all on drugs uh, again that's why john cena is in it flexing as as a cyclist that's dude, awesome yeah i you know we're 140 episodes in i don't think you're gonna find a cycling episode anytime soon <laughs> no no this is as close as you're getting but you guys will like that all right, on our way out, Sean, we will ask you the, the question we ask all guests out of respect, of course. And the first one is the most important. What is your uh, favorite non-alcoholic seltzer? All right, so I've had a little bit of a revelation this past month with Ooh. seltzers. 
All right, so I was a uh, aha guy for a while because they were cheap and they were delicious. Yeah. So now, now I stumbled across the uh, coconut pineapple bubbly. I'm yes. a staunch. I love bubbly. Dude, I love bubbly too. I've not tried that flavor. Yes, I had that. I'm like, oh, this is like top notch. So I'm a big Pat McAfee guy. Love him. Yeah. He's always got the liquid death on the on the show on the, on his uh you know podcast whatever. So I'm at Acme the one day and they had two for four dollars. Like, oh, I'll give it a go. Dude, I'll try it. Dude, like for no flavor, it's up there. It's just water, right? Yeah, but they have the the sparkling water, the black. Okay. Well, that's sparkling. that makes more sex. So the black the black one is sparkling. The white yeah. one is just regular water. Yeah, so they have flavored ones too of these, which I have not Ooh, tried yet. But try for that. being a non-flavor sparkling water, man, this is the this is the goat right now. This is what I'm on. I'm all about okay. it. And I would say if you haven't had it, definitely try it. I will. I will. I will take that recommendation. All right, I will do Rob's question since he's not here. You're at the gym and you're and you're lifting next to a guy, what or girl, but we'll do guy first. What are they doing that you're gonna look over and be like, oh shit, that guy's strong? Like, what's the movement? What's the weight? I'm gonna say a pretty squat clean. Like you did a, a, a good squat clean, good form with some weight on there. I'm be like, all right, you're you're legit. Like what's the I weight? For a guy, I would say like a like anything over 260, I would say I'm like, all right, at like a global gym, absolutely. Cross the gym, probably not. But if I go to like edge fitness and some dudes got like two blues and green on there and cleaning, I'm like, all right, man, you got it. You're good. Yep. If I walk and I see Guy doing 407, I'm probably going to walk out. <laughs> exactly. Dan, wrap it up with the last one. Give us a hitter, and then I know you got a, you got an alcoholic seltzer there, too, so tell us about that. Oh, uh, dude, the uh, the two robbers, man. Big fan of the two robbers for the craft seltzers. They're pretty good. Don't get the coffee one, though. They have a coffee one. Is it, is it a good. coffee seltzer? I, I, I was like, I was all about it. I actually got it for my wedding. It was trash. <laughs> trash trash like my, I, yeah dude like my like my, my groomsmen had it and they were like scared to tell me how bad it was till i was like dude this thing's bad <laughs> they didn't want to be those guys they didn't be those guys doing the party but at the same time it's like bro this sucks I'm like, this is bad man it, it tasted <laughs> terrible that's rough all right so what's going for one red max what song are you throwing on oh man so r.i.p the drummer for foo fighters white limo by them it's on the wasting light album it's a Hitter, dude, starts off hard and keeps going. Good. We didn't talk about him. Uh, te- was Taylor Hawkins was his yeah. name? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. R.I.P. Man, terrible. I guess um, they're they're is there a cause of death? I'm guessing. Nah, they, they, apparently he was like they he was in Colombia and they they don't know yet. They're saying he had a bunch of substances in his body, but who knows? Okay, yeah. Sad. That fucking sucks, man. And he, he, there was all these videos as there always is. Like, why don't we? I don't know. Just we just never appreciate people where they're alive, but all these videos of him like singing, he's like an awesome singer too. Oh, like, yeah. I had no he's idea. Like sometimes like Grohl just go behind the drums and he'll sing the song. It's like fuck, yeah, these guys are awesome. Yeah, they had a lot of um like beef early on in their careers too, apparently. Like he uh I forget the whole story how it went, but long story short, Dave didn't like how he drummed something, so he did it instead and put it on the album or something like that. But they you're going back probably 30 years. Oh yeah. But yeah, they've been yeah, great yeah. ever since, you know. Brutal. Yeah, I never got into Foo Fighters like hardcore. I'm reading right now, 10 substances found in his body. So, I mean, fuck. I mean, you kind of know when someone's that young. Yeah, it's 50. Yeah, 50 is not old enough to just die in your hotel room no. unless, you know, something, something bad. So, terrible. What a fucking downer. What a way to ruin this. Sorry, guys. Um, Sean, do you, have, do you have any do you have any streams? Like, we got to get, get out of here on somewhat more positive. Oh, uh, dude, Peacemaker. Do you watch Peacemaker yet on HBO? haven't 
have it. Dude, good one. Are you guys like um, comic book fans at all? Like, I know Dan, you're against comic book movies because you're an old fart. But I'm an old fart. I do like Batman though. I, I I'm excited. Batman, for Batman was good. Batman, Batman, Batman was good. Great. Yeah, I, fu- I I fucking love Batman. Like, just give me like here's another like comic book. There's too many. Just give me one Batman every four fucking years and shut the fuck up. That's, so, that's all I ask from. Oh, America. this one. This is uh, Cena, right? Yeah, yeah. So. Oh, I saw this. I, I just saw the previews. Yeah, so watch Suicide Squad first. That's on HBO Max also. It's the, the second one, not the older one. The one that's newer. Watch that. John Cena's in as Peacemaker. Then they made a television show off him that James Gunn wrote during like quarantine just to, like, as a joke, not thinking <laughs> they would pick it up. And HBO like picked it up, dude. And it is... I would, it's, it's, it's so funny. It's so good. There's like opening credits... That alone will make you want to watch the show. Good stuff, Sean. Well, thank you very much. And much more positive ending here. But, uh, hey, thanks for joining us. Uh, Been a long time coming and excited to get you on the pod and hope everyone enjoys it. Yeah, man. Good job on quarters, man. Yeah, great job, by the way. Hey, man, Nick, good luck, dude. Let me, uh, I'll be watching. Cool. Later. Later, guys. Later.